Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. The yep. finest hour of... The, the finest plus or minus... The finest podcast on the yeah. internet I, of oh, indeterminate we only, length. We don't want to put a time don't on this Don't constrain it. Don't put it in a box. Right. So, hey, uh, we were going down to get our pre-podcasting caffeine, as we do. Yeah. We were getting our coffee. Sometimes we do Thai iced tea, yeah. but I, I find it to be a little... It, 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 yeah, it you were complaining. You were, you were complaining that it was mucilaginous. Yeah. You were like, "This is too mucilaginous for me." I don't like that word, but I'm, I don't want to have this problem when I, I don't want to have a slick throat. Yes. Now this will, will, this will. I think this will be the last set of podcasts yes. we will do here. The next ones we'll probably do one set at Rad. Yeah, and then uh, one in the new podcast studios. The, we'll, we'll call those the Aquatic Studios. Will it but, be, or will it be at my office now? I want to do it on the Aquatic. On the on the aquatic plains, okay. the plains of the. I think we will set it up so that we sit outside. What? And then we will be fully aquatic. The neighbors are just going to hear raving lunacy. Oh yeah, they that got, does not sound good they at need, all. They need to. How far away are your neighbors? They're pretty far. We got trees all around you us. Do? We'll be safe. I'm bumping the mic like a fiend here. <clears> I gotta <throat> be honest with you. I just apologize, people. Right. <clears throat> uh, so, but anyway, we were walking down to get our coffee, and then in that way that like. Uh, I've liked the place that I've lived in, and I keep having these times where I'm like, oh, was this a bad call or whatever? Okay. So the first time I had that thought, yeah. I actually told Don, I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe this was a mistake. Okay. We go down, and I hear them talking. They were like, that was really crazy. And I go, okay. oh, what, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, there was a shoot out, not, not right. a shooting, right. a shootout right. where people were shooting. Right. One of the people that got shot tried to get into the building <laughs> and bled he got yeah. shot in the foot yeah. and was bled all over the revolving door yeah so i was well, like well the revolving door mind you which is no longer operational because it's too dangerous out oh, there yeah. so they had to a shut year, down a year the, ago the revolving door hasn't been operational for right a for year months. ago they yeah. blocked the revolving yeah. door so yeah. if you're in a shootout yeah. in downtown seattle yeah. don't go in my building no. you're going to get no relief like, yeah. right now you could shoot the glass out yeah probably probably so anyway, uh, so I keep having these reminders, and though we had a, you know, in the middle of the day at you know uh, two p.m. like it is now, you know, right. it's totally fine. Well, you're not going to get shot. You're not going to be, but it's Probably. still crazy town. Yeah, it's sketchy. And so like we were walking back, and I'm like, I'm that's that's that guy's bike. Yeah. And and like yeah. it's this kind of sketchy homeless dude with yeah. a brand new yeah. Cannondale yeah. perfect yeah, bike yeah. and I'm Things like gorgeous. and like yeah. but he's wearing a, a like a trench coat yeah, yeah. and a hat yeah. that doesn't look like and I'm yeah. like that's yeah. That's not your bike. And then yeah. but and I'm kind of laughing. I thought I mean, I've used that joke before and it's always right. funny when you're yeah. saying I'm sure that's his bike. Yeah. The dude right next to him yeah. is going through a backpack. Well, I said, after you said I'm like, and I'm sure those are his CDs. Right. Because there's a dude going through a backpack filled with CDs and other things. And, and, he's, and like, he's looking and, at them like he doesn't know what they are. Yeah, I'm like, just to be clear, he yours. wasn't organizing yeah, the yeah, 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 no. He was looking to see yeah. what's in this. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, and, and, it, yeah. and then you were like, I'm yeah. sure he listens to Willie Nelson. Yeah, right, like, right. And yeah, so it's bananas out there. Yeah. So um, it basically, this was this was definitely. I couldn't think of Willie Nelson. I suppose I should apologize to him in advance because I was basically trying to think of what does a modern urban criminal listen to in verse? And Willie, oh. I was like, surely Willie Nelson is not on the table. Yeah, but I don't know why. I, I just I went feel to like that. I feel I like Willie Nelson's there. not the inverse. But what, what is the inverse? 
Celine Dion. Uh, yeah, something like that. I would say some, uh, yeah, something like that. Because Willie Nelson's kind of like a little, outlaw. A little too hard. And, and, a little too outlaw. Yeah. yeah. And All he right. weeds it up. And like, right. you know, okay. they might be a kinship there. Okay, so you're looking for someone totally straight-laced. Straight-laced that appeals okay. to, you know, that Bieber? Would... The Biebs? Yeah. you think they listen to the No, Bieber? no. That, I feel like... They don't, but like you can't. We want to. If you're exaggerating the differences, right. you're going okay. on all. You're going Celine Dion. All right. So I had two things today that I yeah, want to talk to. This is normally you don't manhandle the podcast. Yeah, and I said today let's just you go. were like, let's well, do I this. was like, let's just get started because we all usually right. spend a half an hour like going over, it, and this time what? we're just going. No, we don't. Well, I mean, we we you read through the podcast topics list, which is now so huge. Yeah. Well, it's been a bit of a disaster. So one of the, the good things. I guess about uh, maybe the accessibility of the podcast now because we've improved a bunch of things like the website's a little more usable than it used to be and the feeds work pretty well now. You can get everything in one feed and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay, cool. So some of that has led to an increase in listener mail, which is awesome. Right. We love the The mail. The problem is... We don't go through podcasts quick enough to actually get to a lot of the yes. the mail. Yes. Most of which is actually pretty good. People mm-hmm. tend to, for better or for worse, correctly identify the sorts of things we would talk yes, about on the I show. Agree. And so one of the things is it's they get, it would be nice if they we get got, in the mind. They get in the mindset. It would be nice if we got a lot of listener mail that was like, well, that's a stupid topic. We're never talking about. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> we usually get stuff that's like, yep, that's something we would talk about yep. on the show. And so I would say that like let's just issue right here an apology uh, to everyone who sends in listener mail that we don't get to for a long time because we would love to get to more of it, but it's really hard for us, that's unfortunately. Right. So we do the best we can. But and we're literally not going to service you at all today because Jeff has some other I plan have, in mind. I have two topics right. that we're just going to blast through. Go for it. One is a, a thing I just read this morning that is awesome in that way that reality can be so much more implausible than fiction. And well, used to be. Yeah. It used to be that it was more implausible than fiction. But then Hollywood took that as a challenge and started shitting out oh, things like Pacific Rim where you're like... Because the one thing that's interesting about reality is you actually... It's almost never the case that there wasn't a series of events. Like, reality is mostly about a series of events that you can follow. And those events may have been improbable, but they did happen in a row. And you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, this guy actually was here, and then he walked from here. He doesn't just teleport, right? right? Whereas in Hollywood, that's not even on the table anymore, right? They're just like... I don't fucking know. That That's dude, true. he used to be named Carl and he was here and now he's Bob and he's over there. And like Hollywood's just fine with that. Right. They're like, I don't know. We took two scripts. We liked the first half of this script well, and the back half of the other one. So we just literally stuck them together. But they, that's and, not and, implausibility. That's just unbelievable. Like there's, there's two axes yeah, there. Implausibility ascribes, it, it, it's, it's worse than that. It's, yeah. it's, impossibility yeah it's right. like like reality is always possible it just right. often is unlikely the right, things that happen right. you're like oh that i wouldn't have expected hollywood's past that they're into things that just can't happen right they've like gone they've gone and i don't mean can't happen like there can't be giant monsters because that part is a conceit of the movie like the right. movie's about giant right. monsters are gonna be there we're giving they that went to impossible like the giant monster dies and then the same scene is played again with the giant monster alive again with no explanation right, for how right, that right. happened right that kind of or, impossibility. and just small impossibilities of yeah. like Wait, this guy just transported 50 blocks to get here right, right. to fight the monster. Like, anyway. Um, but no, this first story is one that I thought was funny because I remember this. Yeah. And that is, you probably you may remember, Domino's Pizza yeah. um, uh, once had a 
mascot, and it was called the Noid. Oh, I Do you remember, remember the saying? He's yeah. red. Yes. And he had any. There's no explanation for like because he's in a yeah. red suit. No, I feel he's like animated. I feel like this was a a mascot from a long time ago because yes, I feel like I still watched television. Television like this was at a time when when television was on a TV, not on an internet device. Right. Like nowadays, I don't have any television television like if you say i'm going to watch television what you mean is i'm going to watch like a stream of tel- right, uh, something right. else right but this was back I, I feel like this was when i actually saw shows on a tv with was when the noise yes was right. was there and so he was well, this with, for, for with, younger people with commercials isn't a differentiator there's that's more true. fucking commercials oh, on yeah, the yeah, internet yeah, now true. than there ever were that's, that's, that's true youtube's got that under control under, so the commercials are back I but i feel like i saw the noid commercials on a real, real television broadcast right if you will and that's about right because it was um early to late it was the 80s basically it was all okay. in that time frame yeah so i was a little so kid in front of a tv at that he point he was this weird thing where he's like it comes from the word annoyed and it was the idea right. that you ordered pizza and you didn't get in 30 minutes so you were annoyed Fuck, and the annoyed yeah. was a mascot in some ways but he was really like an anti mascot in that yeah. he conspired to make your pizza late yeah. he tried to make them late and then yeah. fa- usually failed right right yeah. right and yeah, so, avoid the noid is, yeah. the, is the tagline. I can't quite remember, but I mean, I, I've seen a lot. Yeah, of these avoid the noid. Yeah. I mean, I was brainwashed by these as a child, so I, I don't really remember them, but I know they're in my subconscious at right. this point. And so it was everywhere, and in in that weird way, like for whatever reason, this mascot that was kind of an anti mascot became super popular. There were yes. plush toys right. or all yeah, this. Yeah. Like it was just this thing, and it totally worked for Domino's yes. as their thing. And all that was of a sudden, like the Seven Up Spot. Remember these? Yeah. There were like all these things, with, and the M and M's, of course, are, are the current one that's like that, where there's just like this is a marketing thing, and now people are like, I want to have the marketing plushy. Well, and it's also whatever. weird in the sense that a lot of them, like the M and M's thing, a lot of the commercials are about them eating each other or being eaten yeah, and stuff. So it up. is kind of fucked it's up. Kind of fucked right. up. Well, one of the things it's just- a thing of like, oh, hey, make something cute without having a ramification that necessarily makes sense. Well, but, so, so this is I the mean, thing... Having, having things that like, wait, that's really creepy, right? I feel like at some level, uh, advertisement, either, either it has to be or maybe it's just that it happens to be. I can't tell which one it is at this point. But one of the things that happens if you look at our uh, modern economy, right? Okay. And we've kind of mentioned certain aspects of this on the podcast before which is that basically survival is solved in the U.S. Like, if your goal was to feed your population... Like, okay, so like going back to like World War II, let's say. In the era of World War II, like, rule, like governments were looking around going, like, how do we feed our population? Right. That was like an issue, right? Like, it was a big deal. I mean, one of the... You might even say that the reason we had World War II was because of that. If Germany had known where they were going to get their food from to feed everyone... We wouldn't have had World War II. That's okay. just kind of one way of looking at it. Now, I mean, you know, you can never really be certain about right. things like this. But food, we forget about food nowadays because it's just everywhere. It's like we've solved all these problems and we're at this little bubble of, like, abundance. In any place that has a functioning economy, food's just a given. And you think of famines and people starving as these third world prop. Yeah, they're, right. they're out there. They're in these places where, ah, they're all fucked up. And Africans in a hut or something. Like, you, that's your, right. you got this image in your head, right? But starvation was a thing for everyone 
at the you know early uh, early 20th century, right? And so one of the things that's true today is that has gone completely away for people in first world countries. They don't think about starvation. It's more about like, oh, we have like a poverty problem. Okay. We know we have the food to feed these people. We're just not going to give it to them because, oh, it breeds <laughs> laziness. or something. There's all these things we have, concepts we have in there. But right. n- not among them is we can't produce the food. Like right. the food is there. We're just not going to give it to them, right? So anyway – uh, one of the things that's true about a society, obviously, that you have the ability for everyone to survive in and you just don't want them to and you need other things to do is you start having a lot of com- purely synthetic things occurring, one of which is like what we do for a living. Like things that actually don't really have any direct effect on your survival but at right. can only circuitously potentially affect it and we don't even know if they do, um, you know, like an Xbox or something right. like this. You have to start inventing these things to have a functioning economy because at the end of the day, even if you admit and accept that all of these things are superfluous, you have to solve the problem of what do the 290 million people who aren't farmers do all day? They have to do something. You have to integrate them into the fabric of your society somehow. We could go and try to instantaneously snap our fingers and go to something where we all take turns tilling the fields right. one day a year or something, right? That could be the way we function. Maybe you wake we up don't. and you're right. like, hey, today you pull your job lottery. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, you're the bike you're the you're, bike thief. Yeah, you got to exactly. go down and get right. a Cannondale. Exactly. You get the Cannondale. I couldn't get that You couldn't get that. No, I don't know where you got that. That was fantastic. But you see, also, we- how do you steal a brand new bike? Bikers are in great shape. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it must have been wait. like a misdirection. You wait till they go and get their coffee. Oh, That's how you steal right, I mean, right. I'm going to be a much better bike thief than you do. Okay, I know yeah. See, when you're ready for your day. Basically, what you do is you go up on Capitol Hill and you go, look over there. There's something that's not cool yet. And they all, like, <laughs> flock over to it because they want to be associated with that. And you just, like, take all their fucking bikes while they're not looking, right? So, anyway, um, going back to the main point here. So... What I'm getting at, in reference to the Noid, is we tend to now have a bunch of things that are like economy breeder reactors. They're like shit that is completely unnecessary that breeds more unnecessary shit, right? So we basically have stuff that'll be like, okay, we don't need M&Ms. There's no need for M&Ms. M&Ms will never solve any problem that society has ever had, ever, right? But... We created them because we fucking need something to right. sell. So we created that, and then we had to convince you to buy them, so we created ad campaigns, which is a whole other ad thing. Well, and wait, right? and we're so integrated, and these things have been around for so long, yeah. people will become nostalgic for exactly. them. Exactly. So now you have good feelings associated right. with something, yep. and then you're like, well, we can monetize that. that. Right. But then we're like, okay, so, so the, we need ad plush campaign, toys. the ad campaign invents these characters to be spokesmen for the thing and then those become a product right and like eventually you will get to a part if we haven't already and i suspect we probably have but eventually you'll get to things where you can't even remember how many layers deep the ad ad goes so like for example someone will create an ad to try to convince you to buy the t-shirt with the M&M's plushies on it. Right, So right. it's a t-shirt of a plushie, of a mascot, of a thing for a candy, right, right or whatever. Yeah. And then that thing, that ad campaign for those guys will introduce a new thing yeah. to tr- that they're using as the mascot for the mascot 
branded things, which will then have its own T-shirt. Right? Right. You'll just stack them up and stack them up, and people are like, that's we don't actually know, right. what it's turtles all the way down. That's actually what is exhilarating about uh, David Foster Wallace's books is those oh, yeah? crazy. He he goes these crazy deep like okay. this thing begets this thing begets this thing and socially this happened and this happened and it's really okay and it, it, it's probably it, it doesn't often you kind of go well that wouldn't but it's still fun to imagine he imagines the like okay. second and third order I like that of sort of things. thing I do that I do myself too. a lot yeah, so yeah. I I have I, never read one of his books though I, I should yeah. read Infinite Jest right. when when I get a chance um, God rest his soul we're doing right. the little cross in the studio mm-hmm. here today. Yeah, it is hard to read that book knowing that because it is mostly a book about depression. So it is. Oh, really? I mean, that is kind of sad. Most then. of the characters are depressed. Yeah, yeah. and drug addicts. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is. It is. Yeah. It is one yeah. of. It's a book. Uh, they're, they're funny, just complete that as we do. Yeah. Uh, it is exhilarating in lots of ways because it's hard to imagine somebody making all of it line up. It's okay. It's like. Tarantino, 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 like where you're like so many meta levels of stuff that all works. Okay, and it is it is super complicated. I have to read it again now that I've done it once, so I can start putting it back together because it happens out of order. There's all this stuff. Okay, Um, but uh, interestingly, uh, as yet another another. uh, so what you're saying basically is it's like our podcast. Well, it's a like super intricate, in this, multi-part. But it, think of this. This is even weirder. Is I'm like, ah, uh, let me look up and just read a summary now that I've read the book to see like line up the stuff and see it if anyone's linearized yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, people talking about this. And one of the infinite jest uh, pages that is most popular on the internet talking about it is by Dan Schmidt. Uh, uh, no way. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this is oh, weird. This closes the Dan loop Schmidt. in a row. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so pop, 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 pop. Yes. The meta stuff that we create. Footnote for, for listeners, Dan Schmidt was one of the original programmers at Looking Glass. Looking Glass, yeah. He ended up going to Harmonix. He was uh, the lead on Terra Nova, mm-hmm. for example. And uh, he, I think it was also the Super a, he smart was guy. The AI programmer on the Underworlds yeah. was where his first during, but then uh, lead programmer on Terra Nova, and then he did, like, a lot of the stuff programming for the low level rock band uh, yeah. and guitar hero, like the the stuff that actually lines up the beat matching and figures out like, oh, they hit it a little late, but we're gonna give it to him, so move the music kind of <laughs> stuff. So he yeah. he he writes on his blog some uh I, I don't understand music, but I like reading about smart people talking about things. He's super music. That was his thing. Analyzing like, oh, this particular song, the Beatles did this little thing and he went up here and down here and, but everything's off a half beat intentionally because that's really fun for me to read, even though I don't understand a lot of the music was his main thing. Like he's actually does like traditional composing too. Like, like in styles, he's like, this is my Balinese gamelan piece that I did or whatever the hell. (laughs) Right, so it's like, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so he has perfect pitch, so that helps. Oh wow, okay. So anyway, there's this whole thing where this character is super popular. He's in all these cartoons. They are now making money on these second order meta effects. Yeah, and then the Noid disappeared. Like in '89 or so, they just stopped using it. So I I just thought it was like that normal thing that you just churn through advertising. But you're right, it did, and I don't, I don't know that I noticed at the time, but it's true that you just like where'd the Noid go? So here is what happened to the Noid. There's yes. a reason. And it is that thing of crazy implausibility. Okay. So on January 30th in 1989. Wow. So I was 
76, so four, so I was 13. 13. I was 13 years old. A man wielding a 357 Magnum revolver stormed into a Domino's. Okay, so he guts in there. All right. You know, uh, and uh, this in Atlanta. And he took some hostages. Okay. For the next five hours, he was in a standoff with the police. Like okay. He's fighting with All them. All right. Okay. All while, by the way, while he kept asking the two employees to make him pizzas. So he's just eating pizza and doing And he doesn't this. crash out, though. Is he on PCP yeah. or something? Who knows? Um, he was negotiating this stuff. He was asking for money, a getaway car, uh, a copy of uh, a book about Freemasons. What? All this weird stuff. All right. So this guy is in the middle of this. Off his rocker. The two employees escape. Right. Oh, so now he doesn't have any hostages and yeah. no pizza, which means he's probably he's, losing he's, his he's shit. Having, he's having some trouble. So then right. he fires some gunshots into At the whom? ceiling. Okay, just, and just, he's just like, around. He's uh he's apprehended and he's like charged with um you know everything theft in the, yeah. and aggravated Reckless assault kidnapping whatever and so on okay so but here's the important part the assailant who was a 22 year old his name was Keith Lamar Noid uh, he was apparently what? so old Ken Noid was upset about the chain's mascot. And had been for some time. As Are you fucking kidding me? So a police officer on the scene went on to say that the Noid had an ongoing feud in his mind with the owners of Domino's Pizza about the Noid commercials. He thought Whoa. the commercials specifically made fun of him. Uh, so uh, okay, right. So after and and. and you know, there there were the joke headlines of like Domino's hostages couldn't avoid the Noid, right? Like all oh this. Oh my god! All right. So anyway, they find out he's found innocent because he's clearly insane. Um, well, he's, he's a paranoid found innocent sk- or simply well crazy. I don't I don't know. He, he was found not. He was not guilty by reason of insanity. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. And he's a paranoid schizophrenic and. He you has think? a huge, and he's like hanging, he's in the Georgia Mental State Hospital, apparently. I bet that's a great um, hospital. Yeah, I bet so. Uh, so, um, and then it was like five or six years later, uh, he ended up committing suicide and wrote stuff apparently about Domino's still to that day. Like he was, I mean, he blamed it all on the noise. So basically, was so, Domino's like, all right, we're Domino's we is it. like, this we're fucked. This. This that's it. Fuck. Um, and it is just so random. So like, you know what? Billions of dollars yeah. were in play by this one random schizophrenic. Here's the thing. And, and I feel like in America, that's one of the few places where like one man can do something <laughs> like that. Like, and and, right. and he can't like change the world of course events by shooting somebody. Right. But it, you can change the course of human events. By Being fucking up and ad- well, and and fucking with advertising, yeah. like that's something that's yeah. that you can't like do because it's uh, systemic. Yeah, it's right? it's attacking it in a place that we have, uh, like if there were weird protections for like, and I could imagine this someday, 
of like corporations needing protection for their trademarks. Yeah. That in the event that someone it's with insurance. the name like yeah. McConaughey right. shoots up a McDonald's, yeah. you are not allowed to use his real name. And he'll just refer to as John Doe or you're sued under the Trademark Protection Act of 2019 yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. I could right. see that happening. Yeah. But right now we have a huge hole in our justice system. Well, I'm thinking it's more like insurance. Right, like uh, you, you go to Mutual of Omaha or whoever the fuck. I mean, I don't know who. Yeah, who like, this, but like like when pianists insure their fingers, it's that. you insure the noise. Yeah, like so the noise goes down. It's like, all right, we can't use the noise anymore, but that's fine. It's not an act of God. This is right. just a dude who like fucks right. shit up, right? So it's like <laughs> the noid is gone, and we collect a billion dollars right. in like rebranding insurance, which pays for our whole other five hundred million dollar ad campaign to launch our new it's mascot just, and whatever else. Right? The only thing that struck me as funny about this is just how shaky. Like all it takes is a guy in a Ronald McDonald outfit to like hump some kids on a shaky cam YouTube video. And you'll never see Ronald McDonald again. That's the end of the clown. Like, so and it's such but, a no, weird okay. thing. I strongly disagree with that sentiment. Because if clowns doing inappropriate things to children was somehow no, at like all... like Ronald McDonald. Like, the, the, like, you look like Ronald McDonald. He's doing something to kids. Jeff, I guarantee you that a Ronald McDonald dressed individual has fucked a kid at some point in US history. No, no. question. Okay, yeah, like, maybe. That is well, there is no question in my mind that there was a pedophile dressed as a Ronald McDonald who to, did some shit at right. some point. That is one hundred percent But you need the YouTube combo or something yes. that lets yes. it be leaked. Yeah. I mean obviously I know uh Touched by Ronald McDonald is a thing. Well, that, I was just that has say, happened. That is what I'm trying I to say. I know there's a you know those costumes that come around those costume books that come around around uh, I guess they don't do them that much in Seattle, but New York since it's Halloween's such a big deal, you get yeah. these little catalogs and they're like sexy nurse, sexy this, sexy this, sexy this. Okay. And one of them is sexy Ronald McDonald. That doesn't make not, any not sense. with the name, but like right. sexy burger clown. Awesome. Right? Um, burger clown. Yeah. So Ronald McDonald is creepy as shit. No question. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the thing I was going to mention about the Noid, specifically as it relates to burger mascots, which is I feel like this story clearly underscores the difference between Domino's Pizza and Burger King. Because if this had happened to Burger King, their next ad campaign would just be all about the dude who shot up the Burger King, right? <laughs> like, they embrace that shit. They'd be yeah. like, this will well, only help our brand that, to know that somebody held some people hostage whose last name was Noy. That's They'd true. Be like, this was 89 before advertising. Went we were that like, way. We yeah. were like, oh, no, we yeah. just it, – it's just we spin the spin. And then yeah. we spin the spin to the yeah. counter spin. Yep. We don't have – Right. There are not two kinds of Our whole of office is on a rotating platter. Yeah. Like we, the whole yeah. thing is spinning always. That's true. They probably yeah. could just do it. And, in fact, they did mention that um, in 2011 on the Noid's 25th anniversary, he did briefly appear in a cartoon – or in a, in, okay. a, in, a, in a commercial. They're bringing him back. They should bring I, him back. Yeah. I mean that – it is weird what that was it was that What was that in? Where did you see that article? Um, it is in... Let me look here. Sorry, I closed it. Uh, it was in Priceonomics, some online ad okay. about... Ad, uh, online place about... So uh, here's what I'll say about that. Advertising. It is not entirely impossible or implausible that that article 
may have been some kind of astroturf oh, placement you're for, a, for a Noid, Noid comeback. Yeah. Where they're going to start like acknowledging the problem and then layering on a like the Noid needs to come right. out of retirement thing for right. fucking Domino's Pizza. Where because Mark that's Wahlberg exactly, and yeah. the Noid are in a commercial together yeah. and they like yeah. bring it back and yeah. yeah. Hey pizza, oh. say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> Mother. Mother. Oh sorry. So uh anyway, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. But yeah. So <clears throat> I guess here's what I'll say about the Noid in general. Mm-hmm. I don't remember those times very well. I don't remember 1989, right? Like that's – I don't even know what life was like for me when I was 13. I guess that I was still happy about computers because <laughs> I had an Amiga. I was psyched. Like I'd sit down and the, the world was filled with possibilities. It's not sanguinary I'm like it is today, happy. right? When I moved from the from – to the PC, that was when the world kind of really started to shrink, right? And it was just this <laughs> constant thing of Microsoft making my world suck harder and harder okay. every year mm-hmm. until eventually the web came along and showed me really how much it sucked. Like, you didn't know how, you didn't know how good you had it when it was only Microsoft fucking you, yeah. right? Um, and then they, right, it, I, I feel like there was a certain amount of like, like, oh, you, you thought your stepdad was bad, and here's the foster parents, right? right? It's like this shit just went really bad for Orphan Casey at that point in the world of computing. And so I feel like uh, I was probably pretty happy in those days about computing, and that was the way, the way the world was. But I was in a small town, very small town, didn't have a Domino's pizza. In fact, there was only one place that you could get pizza at all. Uh, so, it, well, you could go to... So there was another place, like one town over. You could okay. Get pizza. But uh, so anyway, the thing that I'm curious about is I don't really remember the avoid the Noid campaign well enough to know what was the the value proposition they were even trying to establish. Because was at that time was there this whole thing about like. I'm not going to call and order pizza because I'm afraid it'll be five minutes late. Was that like a thing that they had to address? Yeah. Or what is the what, – what was – what were they trying to establish with these ads in well, the first place? So they mentioned very briefly, and I don't know the whole story, that they okay. had already established that Domino's was the 30 minutes or less pizza. That's how so they went from – So this was a from, cornerstone. They went from zero to $500 million dollars. On that, like, okay. So that was all right. Thing. So their so their value proposition was other people may take more than thirty minutes to get you your pizza. Indeterminate amount of time, okay. not five minutes more, but like, hey, you might order. Uh, I mean, it's like that even happens when you're not ordering a chain in New York. You like order something, and you know you might get it an hour and a half later. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so basically, it's it's sort of about it's it's just strictly a time sense thing. It's right. like, look, America is getting fatter by the second. They don't want to wait yes. for their cheese pizza. Right. They need it in their face right now. And if they are still hungry afterwards, they need to know they can call and get another one in yeah. 30 minutes to just keep stuffing them down. Well, and also, I think they correctly predicted the rise of, like, eventy stuff. It's like everybody's over okay. to watch the game. We need a if pizza. If the pizza comes at right. the very end of the game, nobody's there. Like, like right. it's important. It, like, schedulability is a good thing, okay. even aside from fast food. It's like that's – Good. That's do you a think, good thing. So do you think that's, Do- a, that's a good value to add. Do you think that like there was another pizza company, um, like you know Valve Pizza or whatever, that originally had Mike Abrash working for them, and he wrote a thing <laughs> that was like, ever since I read Snow Crash, I dreamed about delivering pizzas right. in thirty minutes or less or whatever, and then Domino's like got a Facebook buyout and like. 
got him to come over and work for them where he then wrote the same blog post that was like, ever since I read Snow Crash, I dreamed two, about 30 minutes or less pizza. Those, those two posts just killed me. Do you me. think I'm so? I'm like, yeah, just cut and paste, baby. No, the... Let's set aside Mike's particular, but when you talk to people about VR... Right, right. This is another completely... Yeah. And they talk about the metaverse and all that shit. Yeah. I'm like, did they read the same books I read? Yeah. Because everything about those books is about how bad that yeah, yeah. world sucks. <laughs> yeah. The entire point of the yeah. world is about yeah. how shitty it is yeah. and yeah. how disconnected and yeah. hateful yeah. and barren... And sterile the world is like that's not a world you want. Yeah. Like and and, and yeah, anyway, yeah, that's the funny thing of everyone talking about. Oh no, it's so awesome, dude! It's just like you're gonna walk from space to space, and you're just in there, and it's like you're there all the time. Like <laughs> every one of the things you just said is shitty. Yeah. So I have no idea about like I, I don't really. I, 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 so I should say, I. uh enjoy the Valve demo room like i you i oh. can definitely see there you, you are experiences it. there that are just magical and yeah new. and and th th but they're very different than a video game video games don't work in it at all it'll be something else all like right. that the video games that you imagine trying would not feel good at all to me but well it does yeah it, it has the problem i mean certainly don't mention on the internet that there are problems with oh, VR yeah. because we saw what happens yeah. if you do that. You get every lunatic Charles. from fucking yeah. Reddit showing up telling you, who, who, by the way, have probably A, never developed a game and B, never seen any right. of the demos. Not but even seen fine. Oculus 1. It's totally right. fine, right? Meanwhile, they're telling this to people who have shipped multiple games before <laughs> and who have seen the demos in first the room. Hand, And they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand how smart we are over here at Reddit. So anyway, I, I, but no, what I, I was going to say, say there is something interesting there. Nothing yeah. about it about teleporting or presence or all these uh, crazy yeah. things is that interesting to me. I think there will be uh, experiences there, but uh, uh, and I think that they will be cool. Um, but it is it is like the idea of it being this utopian thing of like oh we just transport around and all that feels really ridiculous. So I don't know. I I still um, I'm really interested to see what happens with it because I don't know yet whether it's uh, like. So here's what I'll say. Uh, way back, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the podcast a while back, but just not in relation to VR, which is back when Nintendo first. Uh, demonstrated the Wii mm -hmm. and uh, like I played with the motion stick or whatever prototype and stuff like this you know me and a friend of mine it was it was this dream actually okay we were sitting around going and we were just like I don't get like this is yeah. just not interesting at all right and it turned out that's actually true yeah like like it looked for a minute like it wasn't going to be true because they got a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. But then it turned out it totally was true. Like, nobody cares. It was like, like, nobody cared about that. It, was, it didn't lead to any interesting yeah. games. It was just like a, a throwaway fad technology. Mm -hmm. And maybe someday we'll see a good technology come around for motion sensing that is actually cool or useful. But that, like, wasn't it. And neither was Connect. Like, that yeah. totally flamed out as well. Like, people just – it didn't stick. Right? It wasn't like the first-person shooter or something where it's like, hey, someone invented the first-person shooter. Like, I don't know who you want to ascribe it to, but you know, Wolfenstein right. 3D or whoever the hell like, established it firmly or whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, this is like a thing that people spend thousands of hours 
you know, a year in uh, each individual for for decades down the line. It's like, it wasn't that. It was yeah. like, yep, the Wii's in the closet now. No one gives a shit. That's what VR feels like to me when I do the demo. I'm like, yeah, this is one of those things like you'll buy the headset, you'll play some things with it, and then it'll just yeah. go on the shelf and be done. Like, so I had the same, I had the same feeling about it that I have with Wii. Yeah. I feel like that's but accurate. I don't know because yeah. it's hard to gauge those things. Yeah. I don't have a long track record of my own predictions on these things because there aren't that many of them that yeah. come along. So it's like, you know, yeah, it is. I happen to be right on the Wii, but that may have been a die roll. Like, right. oh, yep, you guessed right, but you, you actually don't have any good... You're not actually a good bellwether. You just got lucky. Yeah. And since there are so few of those in in life, I don't have. A, I don't know whether I have a good sense or whether I'm just right. random. So we'll, well see I will on say, this one. I, I will it, say, it like, sure doesn't feel that interesting to me. I, 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 it is a very different experience than anything else I've done before. Yeah. Um. There is nothing like it. Like. I mean, I imagine it's like the first people that saw a movie and they were like, holy shit, like, that's crazy. It's a train projected up on the screen and that's the only thing that I've seen. Like, it feels very different. So, like, now I did, that, to, now that, and, and just to be clear on where we're at on this baseline, I didn't even have that experience. That didn't even happen to okay. me when I go through the demo. I'm just like, yep, this is exactly what I thought 3D would be like. Yeah. And then it was, you know, which was fine. And I was like, it's cool. And I think they did a great job on the tech. I was like, I was surprised that they were able to get the tech to the point that they'd gotten yeah. it to already. I was like, you guys did a great job on this, but it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get me I, in that way. They're, they're, the sensations, like you actually feel like you're, I felt like I was in a different place. And I felt things like when things approached me, I was scared that they'd hit me. That's a real thing that I, <laughs> I in a in a game with bullets, right. I've never felt scared personally. Okay, I might I might be worried I my character would die, right? But I would not be worried that it would injure me. And I okay. do feel like there are times when things are flying towards you in the valley okay, where like you're actually I would get I felt so that that is actually very similar then to the early movies where people thought the train was going to yeah. hit them and they like freak out apparently, right? And assuming so, that wasn't just a PR. But I would say, assuming that actually happened, right? I, don't, I never right, know. Right, right. You never know sometimes like uh, how history rewrites those right. things and whether so, it was just like yeah, but, that's the PR guy's story and it stuck. But all that said, like the difference between something like the Wii, even in the Wii, in the sense that it was successful, is like everyone I know, even non-game players, tried the Wii. Because it's this fun thing of like, oh, you do it with your friends and you yeah, all look yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, VR it is a not, good gimmick. VR isn't – like when I talk to anybody who's not into games and yeah. I explain VR – because I mean, you know, Rad was working on it with Valve right, yes. before all this stuff yes. quite a bit. And yeah. so I, we knew yeah. all this was being developed and I'd say like, oh, hey, we're doing this thing. It's, it's these goggles. And they're like, what? <laughs> the idea that somebody – like people – when you sit down to play a game, you sit down to play the game in front of your computer or yes. in your living room. Right. And that's not an it's not an accident. That's where right. you're comfortable. Right. So like the idea of like this is a teleporting experience is cool, but you don't usually sit down to do something where you are being teleported. You're comfortable with the fact that you're sitting in your chair and you're leaned back yes. and you're not being held up by a wire and that and the big set of goggles on right, your face right, yeah. that you know are are <clears throat> projecting light directly into your eyes. Like it's it's an intense thing when you're wearing the goggles. Like there, it's you know you can hold a phone up with it all white up to your face, and like that 
you feel that. Like right, it's, yeah. it's 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 like standing outside in the sun. Okay. Like you feel it. And so anyway, the the it seems so foreign that in even people that have played with a Wii, when I talk to them about it, they're like, okay, that's yeah, I might do that like in the same way I might play laser tag or like right, yeah, yeah, in this okay, weird well, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess I'd kind of yeah. do it. Um, so I think, but I think it'll appeal to people like us, like tech people. Like I can imagine lots of fun up close games. You know, I, I definitely feel like you can do games that would be neat up close and not things flying towards you. I just feel like that's such a small thing that it's I, I don't, yeah, I don't but really, it's impossible no, to yeah. say. Yeah. I, don't I mean, really the difference between it, it being it. a, whether it's a platform or whether it's a peripheral is a good question. And I, I, I'm definitely on the the idea that it'll end up just being a weird little peripheral that people do, but you know, you never know about these things. Maybe, maybe, maybe when you do put it is, it is now as it gets better, it is the scary thing of, is this the thing that people just put porn on and never leave? You know, even back in, remember we talked about this, even back in, yeah. in season one, once you can press the orgasm button in your right, brain right, yeah. and, and just immediately do it, that's the end of the human race. And this definitely could get you closer to the point where I still, I never have thought that's really that big of a problem because I feel like it, you you already have built into you the orgasm spacing function. That's why you don't just masturbate all day every day. No, it's I because think, after you're done, you're kind of done for a while. Well, uh, there's a, there's <laughs> there are people that go to extremes that you are probably unaware of. Like well, okay, sure, but those are not the entire human race. So we have a built-in mechanism for this, which is people who don't masturbate 24-7. Yeah, but I think when you have, like, when we do the rat thing of, like... The rat thing? Well, the, the, the... When you can provide, like, the exact dopamine hit when you hit a lever, like... Yeah. Uh... Rats hit that lever over food, over almost anything else. So, like, I think there is the idea that it is very possible that VR could be that kind of all-encompassing thing of, like, oh, hey, it's – you put this on and whether it's sex or whether it's just people take drugs to see crazy shit. Yeah, this is all just a load of horseshit. No, I no. don't buy any of that. And the reason is – we talked about this before. The reason is because – that is what people think will happen anytime there's anything. That's what you'd think because, like, with fucking meth or gambling or any of these other things. But the reality is that's looking at it not as a species, right? Like, the bottom line is, specially speaking, we have a defense for this, which is the multivariate types of minds and social behaviors that we have developed sure keep this from being a species-wide problem that's why you fucking have amish there are people no, who no, won't even use electricity jeff of course the chances that we will have any problem with vr as the species ending drug is it's just not, ridiculous it's not the species ending drug it is the thing that with that it is the thing wait 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 it's the first thing that is affects people to the direction that I feel uncomfortable that World of Warcraft sucks people into. That you go, oh, we lost n percentage of people in the real it's world just, who no, just play that is, stupid game. It would get more than that. But that's fine. What I'm saying is that is how the human race works. Right now, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Of course, I, they could go take drugs. They could do whatever. Yeah. What I'm saying is this is something that people are building. And I don't 
think they oh, think yeah, about but that. They're all. I mean, that's the same thing with World of Warcraft. Like this just this is over and over. It happens. But the good news, I think, for all of this is that's just it's just the Black Death. It's just the plate. It's like mm. it thins out the numbers. Good. Okay. Like we got rid of the people who are gonna fucking just wear VR all day. But you know what? Those people were probably the same people who were like commenting all day on the forums who were annoying as fuck. Like we got rid of a segment of the population who does these sorts of things and can't perceive that there's better things to do with Actually, the time. Actually, what you just said there is interesting. Yeah. What if it was a VR? And this is a simpler VR to do. All right. A VR environment. Yeah. That is itself YouTube. What? And lets them comment all day long. <laughs> But they're not commenting in the real world. They're just in this stupid okay. VR world where they're commenting. Okay. And and then nothing leaks out. And the it, that, then you just have to give. But them... But you don't need VR for that. You just need the your your YouTube your browser window to lie to you, basically, right? Well, you'd need Google to like yeah. have built in some stuff of like what you can yeah. and can't see. That's true. Well, I believe that Valve already has one of these. Actually, I mean, speaking of Valve. They uh, their matchmaking systems, I believe, try to pair assholes up with assholes. Oh, they I see. try to close that circuit so that you basically get like the people who are bitching all the time and being bad yeah. sports. They try to basically self segregate the thing, which is what you want YouTube to do. Yeah. Like you want YouTube to basically self segregate so that it's basically like okay, all the people who are posting the stupid comments are all just seeing each other's comments, right. but the other people never see, see any, any of, of those comments, right? It's hard to break out of your pre-subscribed group yeah. when you get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. Um, one funny thing about that yeah. is, uh, who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to Gabe about this once. Okay. Of like, we were talking about client-side prediction. Okay. And how much you can fake, like, what the other person like. Oh, you're playing with somebody else. All right. And you diverge or whatever. Yeah. And you both win. And Gabe's argument was that. If you both had a satisfying experience, it doesn't matter that you both won. Do you know what I mean? He was like arguing that like if you how, never find how, out. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was me, Gabe, and Jay were talking about this of like uh, 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 how far you can go with like um, letting people believe they're awesome when they're really not, <laughs> and and whether yes. and how positive that is or bad it is for games in general was it was a very funny conversation. Well, uh, I mean, uh, their Team Fortress 2's design is like based on that concept. Yeah, right? I suppose like true. Team Fortress 2's design is based on the concept that you are trying to be you are trying to inject a large amount of randomness into the gameplay experience. Unlike Counter Strike, for example, which is supposed to be more about skill, because you are trying to give lousy players the ability to have a good experience sometimes by lucking out and getting oh, and I making see. contribution. And similarly, you're trying to give mediocre or good players the opportunity to make excuses for potentially legitimately bad play, right? If there's a fair mm. bit of randomness in your game, you can be like, ah, fucking the thing was like whatever, right? If the game is brutally good and like keeps things extremely accurate, then it's really only your fault if you right. get shot. But if you know that there's a fair bit of float in there, then you can like place that blame elsewhere. And so their, you know, their kind of argument there is like it's a win-win in that scenario. And I don't know how I feel about any of that, yeah. but I don't play Team Fortress. So I've never right. played Team Fortress at all, so I, I couldn't. I don't know any have any. 
but point right. being, so yeah, there's that's that's not really about lying to mm-hmm. the clients in some for some definition of lying, but it is about that sort of like yeah, this isn't supposed to really be a sport in that way. Right. It's more like a fun experience, and Vegas is this way too, right? It's like yeah, 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 like. There's a lot of randomness in these games, even the ones that are quote-unquote skill-based, like Blackjack or something like this. It's like, it's pseudo-skill-based, but there's a lot of randomness. And part of the win there in the randomness, if you believe there is a win there, is that, hey, I could go win $100 of Blackjack, even though right. I don't fucking know how to count cards right. or any of these other things, or even if really know the, the odds. Right time, if I just, yeah. ha- you know, yeah. I play it 10 times, one of those times I might win. The first time I play I might win, and that's like an interesting thing in terms of human psychology. You mm-hmm. might argue it's a little manipulative. Yeah. But it's definitely different than chess, where if I sit down to play this, I will not luck into a win the first time yeah. I play chess. Yep. You will lose brutally the first time you play chess against a better opponent. Period. Right. There will not be like a, oh, I, I lucked out and the pawn turned into a queen. All of a sudden, like, <laughs> nope, that didn't happen. You just got owned. Right. Um, so there you go. Um, By the homeless dude in the park. <laughs> like, you right, just got owned. Right. Period. I walk by those guys because they're in Union Square. Yeah, yeah. New I York, walk in by New York them City. all the time. And yeah. I'm like, I used to play chess fair amount. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sometimes I should just sit down. Nope. But no, I know sure. they're going to be so much beyond. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the second thing I wanted to talk about. You're out of time. No, we're keeping going. What? This is short. Um, we're no. going to do two. No. Yes, we get, we just go, remember? No, no. This is I'm calling it. We're going to start a new podcast. No, 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 no. Let's not do this. Let's do it right now. No. Oh, my God. Because we got a lot to talk about there. All right. So, we got a lot to talk about there. So we need to wrap this up. We got 12 All right. Well, left. that means for sure the next one we'll do McGruff the Crime Dog, which is really what I wanted to get to. Right. So this, if, was, this was supposed to be – this whole podcast was supposed to be about McGruff might, the Crime yeah, Dog. But obviously we had a problem with staying we'll on topic it. as we often do. So you know what? It's cool because the next next week – we will be back on to- Yeah, because that's like tops on the list. We're McGruff the number crime one dog. thing. Number one thing is McGruff the Crime Dog. So we'll talk about McGruff the Crime Dog and all that. And that then implies. we'll get on to anything we talk and about. And we'll then we will McGruff first. McGruff first. All right. Because I feel like we've put right, it off well, long enough at this point. If 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 you want to add something to the to the uh, to the podcast to the list, growing topic what we file. should probably do at some point. Yeah. Is do something online where right. you can submit and then people thing. can vote it. Yeah, yeah that would be. The only thing fun. is, then we will have podcasts that's just auto blow every week, right? Like that's it'll true. just be sex robots. Well, we don't sex have to listen. It's just it it pre-sorts. Oh, okay. It. So it's basically just giving us. It's letting us know what the public wants. Right. Exactly. In case we choose to abide by that but yeah. we could deviate if we decide that it's like the, that would be the sixth of, week in a row of robotic yeah. sex toys and we need to move on yeah i'm sure you can you, those petition sites are like online we should just figure out how to do that that would be fun and then maybe next in a couple weeks we'll have like a link you can go to and then put stuff a in. thing for like basically yeah. up down vote okay and mm-hmm. then I, i'll move all the topics from our existing topics file into there into there yeah okay i like that all right well uh email us at podcast at uh podcast at jeff, at jeff and your finest link for podcast email news scoops. That's right. Right? News, <clears throat> breaking news. When you need <laughs> us to cover breaking news from around the world, we'll go there. We will cover it, and we will cover it in detail. We just can't promise that we'll cover it correctly, coherently, okay. or in a, in a focused, non ADD fashion, because right. that's not really our strong suit <laughs> here at the Jeff and Casey Show. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. We will see you next week.